Inside the Adventure, Season 1, Episode Number 2, with Lauren Skinetsny. If you've ever been afraid to step outside your comfort zone, then you're in the right place. Inside the Adventure features incredible athletes and everyday people sharing their epic stories of pushing life to its limits. Get ready to be inspired, face your fears, and take action with your host, Marshall Mosier. What's going on, everyone? This is your host, Marshall Mosier, and thank you so much for joining us today on our second episode of Inside the Adventure. Today, we're sitting here with Lauren Skinetsny, an incredible ultramarathon runner, backpacker, and much, much more. It's really awesome to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lauren. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So to tell everyone out there a little bit more about our guest, Lauren is originally from Massachusetts, but currently lives in New York City and has been here for the past nine years. That's where we're doing this interview today. Uh, While she's currently a guide and the operations manager for Discovery Outdoors, she's also a huge ultramarathon runner, completing her third race a couple months ago with a fourth coming up just a few days from now in Iceland. Uh, So to to train for that, you're just going to swim to Iceland and save money on the plane ticket? Yeah, basically. I think that's probably shorter than the flight. Yeah, I would think so. That's that's incredible. And I heard if I heard correctly, you're shooting for a 70 miler in September, too. Yeah. In uh, September, I'll be doing a 70 mile race along the Shawanagunk Ridge Trail in upstate New York. Um, It's an unsupported 70 miler. So no help. We're carrying all our own food, filtering our own water. Um, I did the 50 mile version last year and actually won, uh, but I was one of only two women who were in the course. Well, still, that's an amazing accomplishment. I can't even say I've ever even done that. So that's awesome. Well, we're going to hear a lot more about your ultramarathon story in a sec, which I'm extremely excited to hear. Uh, but ultramarathons aren't the only thing uh, that keeps Lauren busy. She's also a huge hiker, backpacker, trail runner, and paddler with a mission to inspire more women to utilize the outdoors as a form of empowerment. Um, so how, how did all this get started? How, uh, how did you kind of get into this, this lifestyle and find these passions, and where did it all come from? Yeah, so um, growing up, the outdoors was definitely a big part of um, my family's lifestyle. Um, from as far back as I can remember, we were always out kind of playing in the woods. Um, we were going camping in New Hampshire every summer, and um, it, it just kind of was something that really resonated with me. And then when I got into high school, um, it was the way that my group of female friends and I just really bonded. We would go on hiking trips up to New Hampshire, um, made a lot of stupid mistakes, uh, packed incorrectly, wore the wrong clothes, and, and learned a lot, but it really brought us together. Um, and it was something that's just kind of always been a part of my life since then. That's awesome. I got to ask, we, we got to hear about some of those stupid mistakes. I'm sure there's some funny stories in there. <laughs> Yeah, probably not stuff that uh, a lot of people should hear, but uh, a lot of just following people to swim in holes, finding all the secret hikes by making some decisions that were probably not the best, but everything worked out fine. As long as it works out okay. Exactly. Yeah, we're here and we learned a lot and now we're all really great outdoors people. That's awesome. Did... uh so when I was little, I think I had a, a similar uh, a similar personality, and I kind of got in trouble with all these outdoor trips all the time. Did you ever uh, do something that your parents kind of you know got in trouble with doing something crazy, fun outside? 
Yeah. I mean, I just have vivid memories of coming home with my knees all scraped up and my hair just in a total rat's nest. I have a, I think that's why I have such a high pain threshold because my mom would just spend hours and hours trying to detangle my hair because I was out just probably literally rolling in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) So just lost cause should have just left it like that. right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about, uh, kind of how you went or really what, what you were like when you were little, if you, uh, uh, if you really thought that you would use that passion for the outdoors as a career, kind of what got you into uh, what you've been up to right now? Yeah, so um, it, it never really occurred to me that that what I do now was actually a career that people had. Um, so, you know, the, the end of the story is that I've, I've found this fantastic way to, to put my passion into, um, into a career. Um, but before that, you know, it was just kind of the outdoors was something that always existed as a hobby. Um, I was working an office job that I wasn't extremely thrilled with for a long time. Um, and I had kind of a tough year where a lot of things didn't go my way and kind of made the decision to, uh, to not let other things get in the way of pursuing my passion. So I emailed, um, Kirk, who's the owner of discover outdoors, just asked him what kind of jobs they had available. Um, they had some guiding positions. So I jumped right on. I guided like crazy to start out my first year I was out. Uh, I remember one three month stretch, I was out for 30 days out of it, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then timing just worked out really well. The, the position opened up full time here and, um, it's really given me a great chance to, to pursue my passion and to, to become, um, you know, a real member of this outdoor community, which is just fantastic. That's, that's awesome. It really does seem like an amazing outdoor community up here. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily know it, but New York has a really, really great presence. Um, there's a lot of people here that are very passionate about the outdoors. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about Discover Outdoors uh, for anyone who uh, hasn't heard of uh, Discover Outdoors out there. Yeah. So um, we've been around now for about 13 years. Um, I've been with the company for about three now. Um, we exist mainly to give New Yorkers a way to incorporate the outdoors into their lifestyle. It's um, for anyone who doesn't live in New York City, it's extremely crazy to live here. There's millions and millions of people crammed into just a few square miles. And it's really easy to forget that there are spaces and, you know, hiking trails and wide open places for you to go, um, not too far outside the city. So we exist to kind of take people for everything from a super low key day trip on a short hike, all the way up to overnight adventures regionally and international adventures. Um, so we kind of run the whole gamut and we give people a chance to really incorporate that to their lifestyle in whatever capacity they can. That's really awesome. Yeah. It seems like a really great, uh, group of people up here as well. Yeah. And our guiding team is just the best around. We, we all kind of hang out and do our own adventures, even when we're off the clock. So it's great to have that, uh, that community here. That's awesome. So what, what are your favorite, uh, type of things to guide? Um, I, I really like guiding long distance hiking trips. Um, it's really great to see people grow, um, as outdoor athletes and to see them start to take on some of these trips that they had no idea that they could do. Um, we just did a a few really great long distance hikes this year. Um, most recently we completed, had a, had a group complete the presidential traverse in New Hampshire, which is one of the hardest hikes in, in the country to do in a day. Um, we had two people complete that who just started hiking a year ago. So to, to be with them through that journey and then to be there when they completed this just monster of a hike and, you know, they're sweaty and their feet hurt, but they pushed through that's, it's super rewarding to be there for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it means a ton for them to probably thinking that they could never accomplish something like that and actually to go through and make it happen. I'm sure it was a huge, uh, you know, life milestone for them. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, a year ago they were doing a, a three or five mile hike and that, that was a challenge for them. And just to see how, how amazingly they've grown is, is really great. Absolutely. So I know a lot of people out there uh, always see a lot of our guests and think like, wow, I want to be like that. I have no idea how to get from point A to point B and, and do that at some point. Uh, because there's a lot in the middle, a lot behind the scenes that we don't really see. We just kind of see the, the outcome of, of success of people who've achieved the lifestyle that we really want for. Um, so could you share a little bit more about kind of how you got started with a lot of that? I know you've uh, always had a passion for the outdoors, um, but I know that in the past three years, especially, it's been uh, something that you've, especially with ultra marathon running, uh, something you've picked up and uh, uh, kind of taken to a whole nother level. Uh, explain kind of how that process happened and, and what that story is like for you. Sure. So um, it's funny because a, a lot of people see kind of the races that I run and stuff on social media and I get a lot of the the comments like, I could never do that. You know, I can't, I can't believe that you can go that far without stopping. Um, and I remind everybody that maybe about five or six years ago, I ran my first 5k and that was, that was a struggle. Um, so I think it's just, it, you know, it's all relative in terms of if you're talking about physical ability, you know, 10 miles to somebody is a big deal if they've never run 10 miles before. Um, so that's only, that's the only place that you need to start. Just get out there and, and try it. And for me, I just, became a little bit of an obsession to just keep doing more and more and further and further. Um, and eventually, you know, all of a sudden you're running 70 mile races. <laughs> um, this, this race in Iceland is a great example. I, uh, I hiked this trail four years ago. Um, and when we were out on it, our guide told us, our guide told us about the race that, um, that I'm going to be doing. And I thought there's no way I would ever do that that's crazy. These people are amazing, super athletes. Um, and then I kind of decided that I would try for it and now it's happening. So it's, it happens. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I've, I've only run a uh, half marathon myself. Uh, and I, I hope to run a marathon at some point. I'm training for a half, another half right now. But uh, yeah, even someone who's run a half marathon, I still have a hard time visualizing how I would ever actually run a 50-mile race. Now you're about to run, what, a 70-mile race, yeah. right? So is it just kind of, you know, one step at a time, just start start off slow and eventually just kind of get there? Yeah, it's um, even even for me thinking of you know, what a mile is, your perspective totally changes when you're in the race. It's really hard for me, even with now that I've done a 50 miler to really comprehend the the weight of that. But when you're in it, you know, you're like, Oh, another 10 miles, another 20 miles. It's your mind just kind of switches to a different place. Um, and, and when you're out there, you don't really have a choice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially for these unsupported races, you know, you can't, you, you can stop if it's an emergency, obviously, but you're, you're not going to sit down in the middle of the woods and hope that someone comes and gets you. So, um, it, you know, you kind of just switch into that mode of, of adrenaline and, and just one foot in front of the other and soon the miles start to tick off and then you're down to single digits and you're home free. Yeah, I guess there's only one way to get there, right? Is to keep going and put one step in one foot in front of the other step at a time. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Well, has, has that affected you outside of the race environment, um, in your own personal life as well? Like what kind of lessons have you learned from that, that you've, uh, taken, uh, you know, past the trail and past the race and, uh, how has it changed you as a person between now versus when you first got started? Yeah, it's definitely, um, I'm an extremely competitive person, as you may guess, <laughs> from doing these things. Um, and it's given me a really great, healthy outlet for that um, and for 
the anxiety that just comes along with living in New York. Um, it gives you something to focus your energy on if you're signed up for a race, um, if you're training for a race. And then now that I've done kind of these huge things that I never thought that I would do, um, kind of makes me feel like I don't have anything to prove anymore. <laughs> um, so it's kind of taken some of that. Uh, it's just given me a lot more confidence in kind of all aspects of life. Um, guy doesn't call back for a second date. It's like, well, I ran 50 miles last week, so... <laughs> Who needs that guy anyway? So it's okay. I'm doing all right. He's going to hear you on this podcast and be like, man, I messed up that one. Yeah, I secretly hope whenever I like put up my Facebook posts about what I did, I, I like picture all my exes being like, wow, man, I don't deserve her. <laughs> he's he's going to really think he lost out on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they're like, thank God I dodged that bullet. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, we, we just had a guest uh, a couple of days ago that said something that's really relevant to what you were saying, how no matter how good you get at something and how far you really push yourself, you can always go farther, you can always learn more, and you can always get better, um, just like you were saying before. Yeah, and I, you know, I've kind of realized that I, I'm accepting the fact that I will probably never reach a point where I'm, I feel like I've, I'm done. <laughs> um, so after the, seven, the 70s, just really a stepping stone for a 100-miler that I want to do, and then from there, who knows? So, um, you know, a part of that is just, I think that's just in my personality that, um, I'm just kind of never happy (laughs) with what I've achieved, but, um, it does, yeah, it does give you a lot of empowerment and confidence from there. I think it's a great mindset, you know, always trying to push yourself further and whatever limits you think you can achieve, you push past that and set new limits. And, you know, no one knows how much you can do or how far you can go uh, except yourself. And I think a lot of people end up uh, settling for for what their perceived limits are instead of actually finding out what those limits are and pushing past it. And I think it seems like uh, racing is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And and some of the races that I've tried to do and, and have not been able to finish for whatever reason, injuries or whatever, those are kind of the ones where you, you learn the most. Um, you have to be okay with failing, but with the understanding that at least you, you tried and that's kind of the first step. Um, and I think that that's just an important lesson in general for, for racing and life. Absolutely. So now that it's really been adopted as a huge part of your lifestyle and you're working for Discover Outdoors and you've really uh, found a way to combine both your passions and your careers together. Um, how has that experience uh, been different from what it was like uh, or what you were feeling before you really took that step? Yeah, so it, um, it, it's, it's strange to feel so satisfied with what you do for a job. Um, and I know that that's probably something that a lot of people are, you know, rolling their eyes at. Um, but it's true. Um, and you never kind of know how happy you can be in a job until you are either forced to take that leap or, or take that leap on your own. I actually tell, I tell way too many people to quit their jobs (laughs) when I'm out on the trail with them. So that's probably not good. Um, and you know, like with any, with any career, there's always daily frustrations and stuff, but I think that, um, it, it's important to kind of put your own happiness first. Um, and everybody has such different interests and such different passions that there's a lot of room there to, um, to pursue them. I think for me, um, you know, there's always, like we were saying, there's always something else to be doing. So there's always another pursuit to be going after. So even though I am extremely happy with, with where I am, um, you know, in terms of like running or, or my own outdoors experience, I think that there's always room to kind of push your limits and, and learn new things and try new things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a lot of parallels between, you know, having the confidence to say, I'm going to go tackle a 50 mile race and having the confidence to say, I'm going to find a job that 
uh, I'm really passionate about and really makes me happy. And it seems like uh, it it sounds so scary before you do it uh, because there's so much uncertainty at the other end. Like, what's life going to look like? What am I going to do? I can't just quit my job when I have all these bills and you know a good paying job. Um, just like someone would say, I can't just go run 50 miles. I've never even run a mile in my life. But uh, it just takes that first step, that first mile, and then two miles and five miles, and um, and just kind of uh, going down uh, the path of, of one step at a time to reach that final destination. And it seems like running is a great analogy, especially the races you do, because you can't quit in the middle. You got to get there somehow. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's a really awesome parallel. But was there any kind of... Um, uh, kind of realization or, or life moment that kind of helped you take that first step? Yeah. So, um, I, like I mentioned, I was kind of working this, this job that I, I knew I wasn't happy in. Um, it was act actively unhappy in, um, and every day kind of went in dreading the next eight hours. Um, and it wasn't my choice. I, the company actually didn't do so well. Um, so I ended up losing my job and that went along with, um, some health issues as well, um, some scares and some surgery that I was going through. And it kind of seemed like, as, as happens with a lot of people, everything just happened at once. Um, and it kind of just puts into perspective that there are a lot of things beyond your control. So you gotta, just got to take the reins on the things that you can control. Um, you're never going to be able to guarantee that you're going to be happy and secure all the time. So you might as well kind of do the things that you can to get as close as you can to that. After having a lot of those realizations, are there certain things that um, that you found as you've gotten older have become more important to you and more important in life uh, than than before? Yeah, I've um, I've really learned to value kind of being solo um, and doing trips kind of on my own and and the, the empowerment that comes from that. I think especially um, being a woman, it's it's not so common for us to you know go out into the woods on our own with just our backpack. Um, or to just, you know, go out for, you know, a night on your own for a walk or whatever. So um, really valuing kind of that alone time um, and feeling confident and, and being able to take care of yourself. That's that's something that I've really come to value a lot um, and that the outdoors, I think, has given me specifically. Um, you know, when you're out, just you and starts to rain, there's nobody that's going to come get you. So you better figure out what to do um, in that it, being able to bring that back kind of into my own life and, and feel like I personally can handle challenges that come my way. That's something that is, uh, is really important to me. And I've really come to value that. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such, uh, such a sense of empowerment when you overcome some type of unseen type of adversity in the outdoors. And it really does translate into, uh, you know, unforeseen circumstances in life. And that happens all the time. Um, so at least for me personally, a lot of the things that are a lot of the, the bad situations I've found myself, uh, in, in an outdoor environment, uh, the lessons I've learned from that uh, have gone um, to huge lengths to, to help me in so many different situations. Uh, and I know you do so much great work to empower women to get outside and, and also have those realizations of, of self-empowerment. So uh, if, if you could say a message to any of them to help and encourage some of our awesome lady listeners today to get outside, what, what would that be? Yeah, I think um, for for a very long time, probably most of human history, women have just been told on a daily basis what they cannot do um, and just constantly reminded of what our limits are, real or perceived. Um, and I think that it, that even unconsciously kind of can take a toll on you um, as a woman. So 
being able to put that aside and instead spend some time really focusing on what you can do, um, that just comes back into every single aspect of your daily life. Um, and, you know, we hear stories that are not necessarily true about what it means to be a woman who's out on her own backpacking, for example. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, fear, I think, that holds women back from going out. Um, but like you said, I, you know, when you're out there and you're, you solve a problem on your own or, you know, just a group of women that go out and solve a problem or, you know, build themselves a shelter or, you know, figure out how to get back on the trail if they get lost, that, that translates into, into daily life. Again, nobody's coming to kind of rescue you. So, you know, and that when you're in your apartment, you have to put your AC in by yourself. It's a little less scary having gone through an experience like that. Exactly. Yeah. It really puts things into perspective, I'm sure. Yeah. Was there ever a situation where someone told you you couldn't do something and you proved them wrong? Yeah. My entire childhood was me trying to play with the boys and them not letting me. I I remember... You probably ended up beating them. Yeah, exactly. I remember one one day out on the playground, they were playing football and they were like, the girls have to watch. And I just jumped up in the middle of the game and grabbed the football and ran it for a touchdown and I'm sure nobody was even trying to touch me, but (laughs) um, that was like, I I feel like that was like the defining moment for me as as who I was going to be as a woman. And then they all wanted you on your team after that, right? Yeah, exactly. They gave me some funny looks, but I think that they they let me play after that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, But how about in terms of, uh, uh, you know, any any kind of uh, really um, daunting, big outdoor challenge, like learning a new sport or, or even running ultra marathons. Is there anything else that you kind of set your mind to and was able to, uh, prove everyone wrong? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that I particularly look like an ultra runner. Um, I have a different body type than a lot of ultra runners do. So not that anybody else really told me this, but you know, just the, the feeling that you get from seeing all the North face athletes or, um, you know, people that are running marathons, there's that voice in your own head. That's kind of like, you're not them. So don't try to be like them. Um, and, and being able to kind of just own, well, I am, you know, um, that's, that's great. And it's really hard to do. And I think that no matter what you look like or, or what race you run or how fast you are, that's something that I think everybody, every athlete still kind of struggles with. Um, and it takes a lot of work to kind of let all those voices go and, and, and own kind of who you are as an athlete. I'm so glad you brought that up because there are so many misconceptions when it comes to uh, people's perceived physical limits. And I think a lot of it comes from what we see in the media. You know, as much as I love all of the um, like Red Bull athlete, athletes and the X Games crazy snowboarder stuff, all of that's amazing. I love watching it. But it also seems like it has a little bit of an unintended negative effect of people saying, oh, well, I don't look like them. I'm not as fit as them. I'm not as inherently naturally talented as them. So I can't do that. But a lot of times, even though those people might look like uh, they you know, embody the person that would that would do that, you don't see the behind the scenes story of how they train for their entire lives and maybe got on a snowboard when they were two years old and first started and uh, what got them to that point. Uh, but there's not a particular type of image that if you don't fit that, you can't do it. Uh, and so many people out there think, well, that's not me because I don't look like that or people don't perceive me like that. Um, that absolutely doesn't mean that that can't be you if that's what you set your mind to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that 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 holds a lot of people back from any kind of athletic pursuit, but definitely from the outdoors. Um, it, if you don't have the right gear or, you know, you don't have the, the cool looking backpack that you can't do it. But 
there's, um, there's a step for everybody and for every, especially with the outdoors, there's, there's a place for every kind of athletic ability and every kind of body type and every kind of passion. Um, and it, it just takes taking that first step. Um, I think especially in endurance sports, it's so mental that, um, it really doesn't matter what you look like after you've had 50 miles on your legs. If your brain says to go, you're going to go. If your brain, you know, isn't pushing through, you're, you're not going to make it. So, um, I think, uh, yeah, it just, it's all about kind of trying and putting all those kind of preconceived notions aside. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't worry about, uh, how other people perceive you or, or what other people think. Uh, it's all, it's all what you set your mind to and whether you can go out and make it happen or not. So yeah, so true. yeah I, uh, it, it's funny after my last race, you know, I was just like looking at myself in the mirror the next day and I was like, Oh man, my legs are so huge. And then I was like, leave them alone. They just ran 50 miles. Don't, who cares what they look like? They're awesome. Exactly. Yeah. You just ran a 50 mile race. Who, not many legs can say they did that. That's super impressive. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes along with, with what we were saying before about that kind of confidence that you get that follows the rest of your life again. Like, so what if I don't look the way that somebody wants me to look, I did something awesome and owning that is huge and it kind of makes you care a little bit less. Exactly. Yeah. Having that mental confidence of being like, you know, screw what everyone else thinks. I just ran 50 miles. Like, what did you do yesterday? Exactly. <laughs> Is, I'm sure that's so empowering. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, I always like to ask, um, it's always fun to, uh, to hear some of our guests, uh, tell some pretty exciting stories because we've had some really amazing people that have had some awesome experiences. Um, so what's, uh, one of your most memorable, uh, outdoor experiences and, uh, and, and why? Hmm, that's a tough one. I mean, the, the races are always great, but you know, my brain kind of goes into autopilot at a certain point. I think, um, actually, probably when I was in Iceland, that was the most memorable experience for me. That was kind of the first time that I went out on an international trip solo, um, met a ton of new people. Um, and that was kind of the first time that I got the feeling that there was a lot more out there to discover than I kind of knew. So, um, it was really an eye opening and a, a perspective shifting trip. And plus it's just beautiful out there and just an amazing, amazing place to be. Are you looking forward to uh, kind of reliving that experience in a couple of days? Yeah, it's kind of funny to be doing the whole trail in one day. It can't really appreciate it quite as much. How long did it take you before? Um, it's a it's a four day trek, and my sister is actually on it right now, so she'll be finishing the day before my race, and she'll be meeting me at the finish line. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. Cool. So she's going to wait there for you, and you're going to be able to kind of celebrate together. And she's doing the just the hiking trek part, right? Yeah, she's doing the four-day trek now, and so we'll meet at the finish line, have have a beer, and then head back into the city and hang out for a couple of days. That's so exciting. That's really awesome. Uh, is, is your sister around your age as well? Have you guys done a lot of things together and been pretty close? Yeah, she's a little bit older than me. We, uh, I wouldn't say we got along great growing up, but as most sisters do, once you become adults and kind of put all that stuff behind you, uh, we, we get along really well now, and I'm I'm really proud to see that she has taken on her own kind of outdoor life now. Um, she's, she's hiking. She has a dog as well. She's out with her dog hiking all the time. And this is kind of like it was for me a few years ago. This is her first kind of big um, outdoor multi-day trip. So I'm super proud of her and I'm super excited to hear about it. 
That's so awesome. It's so, it's so great that you guys are both going to be out there uh, together. So, you know, as an only child myself, I can't speak too much about it, but it seems like for people who are pretty competitive, you know, you're always trying to outdo the other sibling and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm better. Uh, but that's awesome that you guys are kind of, you know, both have the same goal of completing this trip and, and doing it at the same time. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super, super excited to see her. So I always try to ask all of our guests, um, uh, this question at the end, because I think it has a really uh, uh, impactful answer that, that most people uh, say. But I know you've done such an amazing job in inspiring so many people to accomplish things they uh, couldn't think they could do before, whether it's running their first half marathon, marathon, ultra marathon, uh, or even taking their first uh, hike. Um, uh, so many people probably have some incredible life achievements uh, that you've played a direct part in, uh, even on top of all the inspiration you've given to uh, so many uh, young women out there to take that first step and get on the trail and gain that type of self-empowerment uh, that you've uh, had such a great uh, experience achieving yourself. So if there's one takeaway that all the people you've affected, all the people you've inspired uh, could remember uh, and always hold on to, what would that be? What would that legacy uh, be like for them? Um, wow, that's super. I, I didn't think I was that important, but thank you. <laughs> um, I think the the important thing for everybody to remember is that you are on your own journey. So it's, it's not about comparing yourself to what other people do. Um, it's great to look to other people for inspiration. And I look to so many people for inspiration that, that I have out as, as clients and co-runners. Um, but everybody is, is on their own journey. So, so like we said, if you're looking to run a 5k and you haven't before, that's a big deal and you should own how awesome that is. Um, and by the same token, if you don't want to run a marathon, you want to do something else. Great. Um, it's all about kind of discovering what, gives you confidence and empowerment and, and happiness and joy and just kind of owning that um, and not letting, you know, whatever anybody else has told you about what you should be doing or, or how you look or, you know, what your abilities are and not letting that hold you back and kind of just learning what your journey is, letting it change as you grow and, and just enjoying the ride. It's funny how you said in the beginning how you're like, oh, I don't know if I've had that much of an effect on anyone. Uh, you know, we really don't realize how much of an impact we've had on people uh, unless they tell us. Um, and, you know, in their mind, it, it could be the difference um, between, uh, you know, massively different uh, lifestyles and things that uh, that happen down the road. And we would never know unless they tell us. So if someone's out there that Lauren had a huge effect on, uh, email her and tell her. I'm going to put all of her contact info in the show notes and you can uh, uh, see all the awesome stuff about Lauren. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that you just uh, haven't realized how much of, an, an, of a positive impact you've had on them. So... Awesome. Well, I, I hope so. And I hope that uh, maybe that this inspires me a little bit to tell the people that have impacted me um, that, that much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's always, uh, always great. To, uh, I really show how much you've appreciated what, what others have done for you. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's easy to get caught up in uh, the day to day uh, craziness of life and forget. But, uh, you know, for anyone out, out there listening right now, go tell someone that's made a big impact on you how much you appreciate them. And they'll probably be as surprised uh, as we would do. Yeah. Call your mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> call your mom. Uh, well, thanks so much for being on the show today with us, Lauren. It's uh, It's been awesome to hear your story, and I can't wait to hear how your race goes in a couple of days. Yeah, thanks so much. I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be taking lots of pictures and posting them, so I'll, you know, if you're on Instagram, find me. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. We'll have to put some of those pictures in the show notes, too. Totally. 
Awesome. Thanks again, Lauren. It's been a pleasure and uh, we've loved having you on here today. Great. Thanks so much. This podcast is brought to you by Vestigo, a peer-to-peer adventure sharing platform that lets people experience the best an area has to offer by connecting with the local professionals that both have the gear and the knowledge to facilitate incredible and unique outdoor experiences. People have even called it an Airbnb for outdoor guides. Recently, we talked to Tyler, a fan of Vestigo who has gone on four trips so far. Let's see here. So I guess the most memorable so far is uh, Mount Yona. It's my favorite spot. I've gone there with Vestigo, and then naturally I've gone there by myself a couple times afterwards because I loved it. Most memorable because I went rappelling off the side of a mountain for the first time. Do you think you would have gone rappelling if you were not on a Vestigo trip? I do not. No. Uh, maybe someday in the future. Uh, of course, just like anything else, you'd be like, yeah, I can get around to that. Vestigo allowed it to be like, let's do it. You want to do it? Here's when, here's where, you know, let's go. What would you say to someone that is on the fence about going on a trip? Go. Just go now. It's, uh, it's, you, you just can't beat it. You can't do it yourself. It's not like they're providing someone the motivation to do something that they could do themselves, but maybe don't. I mean, and, and, and they can, but it's just, there's nothing matched going in a group. I mean, if you want to go on vacation somewhere, whether you want to do some activity, like having the group of people makes it just makes it. And, uh, so, so going to do something for the first time with 10 to 15 other people who might also be doing it for the first time that maybe I know them, maybe I don't, we can kind of share our, you know, nerves or experiences or how awesome it was afterwards. Um, and then just going with someone that knowledgeable, um, you know, it's, it just all around, I enjoyed it so much that I've gone back three times since. Vestigo, an adventure sharing platform that provides people the knowledge, confidence, and safety to repel off a cliff for the first time. To learn more about Vestigo, visit their website at vestigo.co, V-E-S-T-I-G-O dot C-O. When you sign up for your trip, use the promo code podcast and receive 10% off your first trip. Vestigo, find an adventure, book a trip, go.